I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to My Millennial Career. We are back for season two. My name is Shelley Johnson. I'm a HR professional and I'm so happy to be hanging out with my friend M, Emily Bowen. How are you? Hey, Shell. I'm really good. Thank you. Yes, I'm Emily Bowen and I work in recruitment and customer experience for a business called Forsyth's Recruitment and HR. We have some really cool guests lined up for season two. This is going to be actually really awesome. It's been fun so far. We've been uh, busily working away, recording some episodes and meeting with lots of people. Look out. Make sure you subscribe. I'll say that up front because you don't want to miss these episodes coming up shortly. But today we are talking about career security. One of the things I've heard you talk about, Em, is this concept that we need to move away from job security and be focusing on career security. Can you just unpack that a bit for me? I can, yes. So let me first start by explaining the difference between job security and career security. So often we find that people are approaching their work in a way whereby they express that they're fearful that they might lose their job because to them, and understandably so, their job is such a huge part of their ultimate career success. And I guess this idea of shifting your frame from being concerned for job security versus career security is this idea that no matter what happens to your job, the job that you have right now or the next one that you have or the one after that, no matter what happens, your career is still going to be okay. And the reason why I think this is a really powerful shift to make is that you're actually taking the locus of control and rather than relying on what is mostly made up of external factors, so other people, the business owner, your boss making decisions about your job and how secure that is, you are taking on ownership of your career. And so even if worst case scenario, you do lose your job tomorrow, your career is still going to be okay. But Shell, your question to me was, how do we actually make that shift? So the way that I would pitch to you that you think about this is to think of your own career as your own business and actually run that business, your career, like the boss that you've always wanted and the employee that you've dreamed of hiring. So whether you're in work, you're out of work, you're a formal leader, you want to be a leader, you're an individual contributor, you, you do own some sort of business uh, or maybe you even freelance. It's this idea that at all times throughout your career, you've got two jobs. You are an employee and you are a boss. And the business is your career. And that's really such a different way of focusing on the work that you do because it changes that perspective from I just need the next job or the next opportunity and putting all the emphasis or all the control onto what employment opportunities come up maybe through your current workplace to saying 
actually, I haven't got a, a really significant element of control here and influence. And I was talking to someone the other day, Em, and they made this comment about the, that old expression of dust off the resume. And with what I'm hearing you say about your career as a business, your resume should never be dusty. No, it's a it's it's a live doc, a living document. That's right, mm. and it's something that mean it means that you're you're not um, stuck and concerned for your current job because you're always thinking about that future opportunity. You're always looking for ways to kind of propel that next step or bring about that next step. And it's not all on your employer or your current position. Absolutely. And it takes so much pressure off because if you're asking yourself, if I lost my job tomorrow, would my career still be okay? And what that might mean is that, like if I think about myself, if I lost my job tomorrow, I still need income. I have a mortgage and I have other commitments. I still need income. So I could go and get, hopefully, someone will employ me. I could go and get a job that, you know, as they say, a job at Macca's or a job packing shelves at Woolies. And that would be purely for income. And that's where what I'm looking for there is just that security of income. But it would be a short-term play. And for me, I would also be then checking, if I do that for a few months just for that income, is my career still going to be secure? And I hope that it would be because I, I, I do try to focus on what am I doing now that um, will stand to the test of time rather than just being based on needing that paycheck from that job that I have right now. And all of a sudden, it just relieves you of that pressure of job security because, you know, if you lose your job for reasons outside of your control, you're still going to have options to suit your career. That's right. And if you've done that shift and you've started to think of your own career as a business, that creates so many more options. So, Em, how do we start to look at it in this way? There are things that we can be doing to, I guess, run our own career as a business. All right. I would think about what does a CEO do? So, if you've got a CEO or somebody, somebody that uh, runs a business, what do they actually have to focus on? And it's things like the finances, how time is spent uh, and if, you know, if it's appropriate, how that time is tracked, what the location of the business is, what the marketing strategy of the business is, how is the boss or how is the business actually training and developing the employees? So, if that's you, you're the boss and the employee, how are you training and developing your employee? What about the, the reward structure? So, how do you actually keep employees happy through some sort of reward structure and you know, do you want to have a, a sort of charitable arm or do you want to be an, an, a not-for-profit? So where do those values fit in for the business? And then the other big one for all of us and for businesses is where's the next customer coming from? So for a business that sells water bottles, they might be looking for the next person who wants to buy a water bottle. For you, if you're thinking about your career as a business, who is the next person that wants to pay you for the career that you're building, for the services that you offer or the value that you add? I love that. I even love the for our, each of us to be focusing on how are we developing. So there'll, there'll be a part of it where our employer is developing us, but there's definitely things we can be doing outside of that work engagement to be stretching, to be developing, to be growing. It just creates so many more opportunities for us, Em. It does. In you know, Again, you look at where do the other opportunities come from. So development is one, but also again, we'll make sort of that comparison between a business that sells water bottles versus your career as a business. 
what does the budget look like? So we talk about finances. You know, you, you're wearing all sorts of hats when you're running your career as a business and one of them is CFO. So you actually need to look at the finances. What can you, where can you afford to locate yourself? What sort of opportunities does that bring you? Does it align? Uh, the marketing strategy, this is one we've been asked about before um, when we've sort of had this kicked around to this concept. It's like, okay, but what does, a, if I'm running my own career as a business, what do you mean by a marketing strategy? What do you mean by coming up with my marketing strategy? Uh, and that's where I would think about things like your LinkedIn profile, your Instagram profile, depending on whether that's a personal one or maybe if you are in a, a more creative industry, it might be actually displaying your portfolio. It can be what you wear, dare I say it, uh, you know, not to sound superficial, but that whether that's uh, fitting in with a corporate look or it's actually marketing yourself as somebody who wears the appropriate PPE if you're on a work site. It's like, how does this contribute to how you show up and what you look like uh, or what people think of you from a marketing point of view? One of the things I've found, Em, is that we all crave this sense of autonomy and freedom that comes with us getting to do things our own way. But at the same time, it's like this tension point because we love the security and stability that comes with knowing our employer, what they want, what they expect and the norms and parameters, which means that sometimes we can kind of get stuck between those two places and it becomes a bit of a safety net. And I've seen people fall into the trap of this before where they get anxious, I suppose, to take that next leap or step because they're very accustomed to the current state in their employment. What can we do and and what happens when that safety net is removed? What are the things that we can do to handle that? I love this question because it's so exposing if you ask it of yourself. You're so right, Shell. As humans, our natural place is to really want to be able to do whatever we want when we want. But as we become adults, we realize that that's not how the world works and we need to fit in with the rules and regs and, uh, I guess, social norms that exist around us. And the workplace is a really good example of that. And yet, when we talk about this idea of running your own career as a business, and here I go, episode one on career self-reliance, we're talking about removing those external indicators, removing that external feedback feedback that says you're doing what is accepted here and what is expected here. And we're talking about going, if it's just all on you, you haven't got those external accountability points, how are, how are you with that? Can you handle that sort of uh, exposure, as I said? And you realize actually that everything that we've just talked about, everything that exists around you and keeps you on track and feels really nice and safe and warm, that's actually just scaffolding. It's you that is the builder. And that scaffolding, again, that's out of your control. Somebody else can turn your job off at any time, whether you see it coming or not. And that is okay if you have career security. So the best way to handle that safety net being removed is to actually have that realization. So create that awareness of yourself first, but then also start to look at, well, what can I do so that regardless, and I I guess we keep coming back to this same idea, regardless of what is to happen, whether I see it coming or not with my job, I'm going to be okay because I have invested in myself. I've been building this career and ultimately, I'll have options. I'll have choices. And nothing is certain, M. Like, 
I, I, we're in this time right now where we've seen nothing is certain. So if we're preempting, and I would encourage you, if you're listening, if you preempt that at some point in your career, there may be something that comes up that means your job is impacted negatively. The majority of people go through at least one redundancy experience in their career, but most people go through more than one. And so that's such a good sense check for us to go, if I'm going to preempt that level of, you know, change that's out of my control, well, what can I do now? And it's typically sudden too. It's typically unexpected and it's typically sudden. And sure, you might end up, as I said, with that job that's not a long-term job. It literally is just a job. But if you know that that is a job while you continue on your career and even if you were to work at Woolies for three months, it's not necessarily going to be what you want to do forever, but it is something that you can do to get income while you continue on your career path, then how empowering to have the freedom to know that you will be okay. Worst case scenario. And if if you've just got out of uni and you're just getting started in the workforce, if you're preempting that now, you can be doing stuff to prepare. It's an insurance plan. That's right. It's risk mitigation. Totally. And I love what you said that if, if most people go through one or maybe two redundancies, well, then planning that out now, looking at your career as a business, it changes that reference. It really does. And you're not doing this for anybody else. You're not building your career for anybody else. Everybody around you, they're busy building their own career. And you know how hard it is to spend time thinking about your career and investing the time and keeping up with everything else that you also want in your life. You can't then do that for the people around you and the people around you can't do that for you as well as you can. So this is not something that can be outsourced. Yeah, and and a lot of I've seen a lot of employees um look to their employer as it being their employer's responsibility to chart their career path. And that's but that's not their job. Like it's the job of each individual person to be thinking about long term what do I want? Like, how do I map that out? And it's not going to be at the same employer for forever. Like we know people are changing jobs and careers so frequently. So how do we make sure that that control and that ownership rests on us? Totally. Nobody else cares about your your career more than you do, Shell. And I think that there's a real strength uh, that can come from that. It can be your superpower if you channel it. That's right. So I'm curious, we're taking on this frame of reference as our career as a business, do we need a business plan? Totally. It's another working live document. So certainly uh, when I say that is a strong yes, uh, that's not about applying a level of pressure that says you need to sort of write it down in black and white and have every detail there and it never changes. Absolutely not. But certainly think about it. Think about what, uh, you know, those things we rattled off earlier like financial plan, your marketing strategy, your employee development plan, you know, whether you want to give back to some sort of charitable organization or or even what days, when when do you want to have a holiday? When do you want to actually, how many breaks do you give your employee during a year? All of that information is something that you need to consider as part of your business plan and it needs to be sustainable. It needs to be profitable and I would argue it also needs to be socially conscious and and look after your own well-being. Yeah, totally. I'm thinking about if I don't know if you if you've seen it I'm sure you have and if you're listening google it but the business model canvas is oh, coming yes. up in my mind. We could even do our own business model to go okay, well what is the value proposition? What value 
do I as an employee or as a, a person offer? Who are my customers? Yeah. So I've got this business. This business is my career. What am I selling and who to? That's right. And then and then what is the cost structure? So what is the income that I'm looking for from this business? And then the revenue, obviously, there's so many different parts to that, your key partners. Totally. Even um, when you're talking about revenue and that profitability piece, what we're talking about there is you've got one shareholder, that's you, and what return on this investment, this business, does that shareholder actually need or want to get in order to live the life that they would like? That's right. Because maybe if you have a family and your your primary focus is I actually just need to generate the, and the income at this certain level and I'm not as interested in working in a uh, organization that's more aligned to my values, that's totally a, a decision that you need to make based on your life situation. But perhaps you're in a different circumstance financially and you want to align with maybe you want to take a step towards not-for-profit, might be a lower salary, but it, it meets your value proposition. It meets what you're after. Or if you're early in your career and if so your business is a startup, here we go, we're really getting on a roll now. Your business is a startup and you're happy to break even for a f- the first few years because it's actually the experiences and your customers having really great experiences and therefore they end up becoming a referee, dare I say it, or you get paid in skills development and experience rather than the biggest salary, maybe that's okay for a part of, you know, a time in in your business's life cycle as well. So we like getting practical and I was thinking, what are the, I guess, the three things we can be doing to actually outwork this? So Em, what, what are you thinking? I, I like that you say that uh, we like to get practical and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are talking about all this conceptual stuff. That's lovely. But what do we actually do here? Uh, my contribution on a pragmatic front is to consider every single choice you're making as being really relevant to building your business. So, for example, how you responded to an email at 11 a.m. last Tuesday, the way that you've presented yourself, that may win or lose you a current or future customer, it may play up uh, and align to your marketing strategy or it may not. Like the list is endless and it's that choice in that moment where particularly if it was a challenging email, you've chosen the way that you've chosen to respond, that actually makes a difference to you and the success of this business that you're building. Uh, But also when you're in a meeting and maybe you're being notified about a particular decision that's been made by an external force and you need to respond. It's like, how are you responding and what does that say about you? And again, is somebody going to continue to pay for your services, the services of your business based on the way that you responded? Or how do you respond to feedback? Yeah, yeah, totally. How how much, uh, because every moment where you're given feedback by your employer is an opportunity to learn and grow, which then goes through and can be applied to your resume, all of those moments, we have choices that we're making. We do. And every business loves, and well, not every business loves, good businesses love and believe that feedback is a gift, particularly feedback from their customers. Because if your customer is giving you feedback, it means that they care. And customers who are silent, that can actually be quite dangerous. So on the feedback front, I think being able to sit in that room or read that email or whatever it might be as far as the delivery of the feedback and actually take that on board to go, 
okay, this is interesting. Let me digest and how can I apply this to become a better business as a career? Uh, That's absolutely going to serve you well because the only things, there's only three things that as a human we can control and that is how we think, how we feel and what we do. And so the success of your career as a business, if it's coming back to you and you've got all of the ownership, it's purely those three things. And that's where you're making those choices as you move through your days, your weeks, your months. So two other practical tips to leave you with. Get yourself a coach. Business owners have a coach. So for us in our career, we should be looking for that. Find a mentor. It might be formal, so it might be a paid mentoring arrangement in which case claim it on tax or ask for your employer to actually pay for you to have a mentor. You might meet with with them four times a year and use that as part of your learning and development budget. Or even connect you with a mentor. So something that people who are 10, 20, 30 years ahead of you in their career have is usually uh, a collection of people that they know that have walked the path before you and perhaps they can simply just make the introduction. For me personally, I've always tried to have a mentor who's in my industry that is a lot further ahead along the journey for me that's outside of my employment because it gives a different perspective. It takes me out of the kind of bubble that sometimes we get stuck in 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 our kind of world and it just helps to lift our perspective. And again, if I go, okay, well, what's the alignment between a business that sells water bottles. I don't know why I picked water bottles, but we're here now. Uh, and your career as a business, you actually, if you are running a business, you're impl- you're finding a lawyer, you're finding an accountant, you're finding a business coach that sits outside of your organization that is a specialist in their area. So when you're treating your own career as a business, it makes total sense to find those external specialists to support you and provide you advice. The final thing is to get used to environments that are uncomfortable. Some of the way we shake off that job security kind of concern is to get out into environments that challenge us or that are outside of our comfort zone. So be seeking out those opportunities, be taking some of those risks because as any business owner knows, there's risk involved and there's a lot of reward when we take the right risks. And so I just encourage you today, find those environments that are uncomfortable and step into them. Love that, Shell. That's really good advice. Thank you for taking my uh, concept and making it practical. <laughs> and and we really went deep on that analogy, didn't we? we? Did. <laughs> I know, I know. But hopefully uh, it is all making sense and coming together. So, and one final piece of advice for anyone listening right now. Okay. Final piece of advice. This is some homework for everybody and this is going away and reflecting. But here's what I would encourage you to reflect on. Consider the fact that now that you know that you are your own boss, would you say that you are a good employee? So is a performance improvement plan needed? Are you ready for your next stretch challenge? To Shell's point, get outside of your comfort zone. Um, Or even do you deserve a day off? So are you looking after your employee? Or maybe you even need a bonus. Oh, yeah, really big. That's a good idea. Really big bonus. I reckon it's tax time. That's right. (laughs) 
Thanks so much, Em. I love that. And I think it's really good to stop talking about job security and start talking about career security. Thank you, Shell. If you listen on Apple and you're enjoying the show, we'd love if you jump on and give us a review. Thanks for hanging out. Talk to you soon. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.